Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Hello and welcome to episode 211 for Slamfire Radio. Today is June 15th, 2017. That doesn't even make sense. (laughs) (laughs) I'm one of your hosts, Adriel Michaud. And I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly. And I'm Giggles McGigglebutt over here. McGigglebutt? McGigglebutt. You can tell Trevor's not on. Uh, How? Again. Hmm. 211. 211. He doesn't come on the shows that have an and in them. Yeah. You guys ever notice that? Mm. It's weird. Did you say it was for June 15th? Because that's what's written down, but... Oh, yeah, I totally did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just read the teleprompter, man. Yeah. It's actually June 22nd, but you'll be hearing this June 23rd, I guess. 22nd. 22nd. Yes. (laughs) I'm keeping up. Just hold on. Uh, 20... There you go. <laughs> All right. Want to redo uh, it? Nope. No. Okay. No. 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 I don't like to edit, so we're just gonna we're gonna keep it. It's good. Yeah. It's, it's June twenty third ish. Well, it will ish. be by the time they hear this. Yes. Right. All right. Our uh, what 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 we did in guns this week is brought to you by Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. And uh, if you head over to their thread on CGN, they have a 1918 A3 bar 30-odd-6. Really? So if you were, yeah, if you were looking for one of those old Colt bars, they've, uh, they've got one. And it looks Did you fantastic. say 30-odd-6? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you did. <laughs> uh, my goal is to give Trevor an aneurysm tomorrow. So. Well, we uh, gave him one last week, I'm sure, so... <laughs> Uh, well, in, in in good, you know, this will cheer you up. He's currently sitting at the airport. He has completely missed his connecting flight. Oh, really? He hasn't even taken off yet, so he's already had an aneurysm. So <laughs> he can have another one probably. Uh, oh dear, yeah. poor guy. All right, Matthew, uh, do you want to take us off with uh, what we did in guns? Sure. So far, I have been to the range twice this week, both times with Mark's eight hundred two Plinkster. And I also brought my Marlin 70, which is the Papoose, and I also brought my Lee Enfield. And nice. my Lee Enfield is a, is a Lee Enfield. I forget what it is now. Mark 2? No, okay. Mark 4? Wait, what are, the, what are the marks? I don't even remember. It's been so long since I've done Millsurp stuff. This well. gun just... It it hangs out behind the door in my computer room, and just the bolts locked away, and it just hangs out there, bolt out, because of course that's legal, because no bolt, it's safe, non-restricted. So it just hangs out behind my door, and I forgot it was there for a while, and then I closed the door to keep the cat out or to keep the cat in or something, and holy crap, there's a rifle back here. Oh, that's my Leanfield. I remember that. <laughs> so it's the one with the peep sights at the back. So whatever mark that is, but it's a bubbled one. 
I got it for like oh. really cheap, like 50 bucks from the, at the gun store because it had gone through a house fire. All that was left was the action, basically, and I needed the bolts. And I ended up not needing the bolt because I found another one somewhere else. So I ended up with this action and bolt and no stock. So I bought one of those synthetic, like... Monte Carlo style kind of actually it doesn't even have a Monte Carlo cheek rest it's just like a synthetic Lee Enfield stock you can get to stick on them I I don't know if it was by ATI or you know something like that though yeah it's actually fairly good quality it's very it's solid it's very rugged it's got a really nice sandblasted bead finish on it so it's it's sort of a matte black and the barrel, of course, was original length, and I, I don't like my guns that long. So I was working at the gunsmith at the time that I acquired it. And so I brought it in, <clears throat> and we hacksawed it down to 18 and a quarter-ish inches. And um, we, uh, you know, uh, put the, the crown back on it and put a fiber optic front sight on instead of the original post. So it's, it's cool. definitely bubbed up. However, it shoots. I I guess I can post it on the Facebook page. I, I will. I shot a group at 100 yards with just the peep sight and the fiber optic front sight. And the fiber optic front sight isn't really known for being super precise because it's kind of a big dot, right? Uh-huh. But regardless, I did fairly well. I put three shots into an inch, just slightly less than an inch, actually. Really? At 100? Mm-hmm. At 100. What's that, awesome. Ergil? <clears throat> That's pretty incredible. It was amazing. So I was very happy with the way this rifle shoots, and it's just shooting factory ammo. Like I didn't, I don't reload three out three. So I just, I think it's Winchester Super X is the brand. So I would take this gun out, and the elevation is perfect. It's just a little high at a hundred, which is right where I like it. Um, it's left to right, like definitely within the margin of error for um, having a fiber optic front sight. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, yeah, I would definitely have no problem taking this out after moose or bear or deer or anything that New Brunswick has to offer me for uh, for big game for shooting. So it's a, it's a really fun rifle to shoot. I don't shoot it very often because, I mean, three out three, I don't get a chance to take it out in the woods and play with it because we got the stupid caliber restrictions here. So I can only shoot it at the range. And if I'm shooting rifles at the range, I'm usually shooting my AR. So, But it was fun to take that out and kind of blast around with it a little bit and had some fun. So I did that. Also been shooting Mark's uh, eight Mossberg 802 Plinkster. It's a fun little rifle. It's lightweight. It, uh, it It's really ergonomic. It shoulders really nicely. It's got a heavy trigger, which isn't ridiculous, and it's actually getting better just as I shoot it. I've only probably put, oh, I don't know, 200 rounds through it, maybe 300 rounds through it so far. And it's actually starting to lighten up just a little bit. It is getting a little bit better. It's still heavy, but it's shootable. But it's just, I'm not happy with its accuracy yet. I've gotten a couple of really good groups, but at 25, I can't seem to get anything to hold together at 50. It could just be that I haven't found the right ammo that it likes, because there are some guns that just like certain ammo, and that's it. I mean, my Axis... Uh, no, not my Axis, my PAR, for instance. I mean, that thing will not shoot anything except for the one load that I found for it. And I've owned other twenty twos. Uh, I had the Savage Mark II FVSR. And I remember that only CCI standard velocity would hold any semblance of a group with that rifle. Anything else, everything else, it was shotguns. 
at uh, at even 25, 50 yards. Like it would not hold any group. So I think I just haven't found the right ammo for it. I've I've gotten a couple that are better than others, but <clears throat> it's gonna it's gonna take some more work shopping around, going out to the range, and finding the ammo that it really likes. But it is a fun gun to shoot. I, I've I've enjoyed it so far. If if it would hold uh, if it would hold a decent group, it would be a lot of fun to play with. Yeah. So how many? How much has he shot it? I have no idea. Yeah. I I don't think, think a, lot. a whole lot um, because he gave it to me and said it's sort of sighted in. <laughs> okay, then so, no. <laughs> yeah. So I I finished sighting it in and uh, tightened everything down and and got it all set up. So I don't think he's put much through it. So. Maybe the groups will shrink as the barrel sort of shoots in or wears in or fouls in or breaks in or whatever, but I'll, I'll keep messing around with it. I'm, I've got some footage put together so far for the review. I'm, I'm doing a review video for Mark and, and for my YouTube channel, so that's why he, he lent it to me. So I'm, I've got probably half the footage I need now, but uh, I'm really hoping I can take it back out at least one more time and find the ammo that it really likes. But if if not, I mean, I'll just leave that up to Mark to to find the right ammo, and uh, he can report in and let us know how it does accuracy wise. But regardless, it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy the rifle. Like I said, lightweight, ergonomic, fun to shoot. It's just it shoulders really nicely, and uh, it's just it's a lot of fun. So thanks to Mark for uh, for lending that to me again. And uh, and like I said, I had the seventy, uh, the Marlin seventy out there as well. The papoose. The papoose, and it's in a seven ninety five stock, but no scope. I run it with uh, iron sights only, and I cannot imagine needing any other rifle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I shot it at, uh, I guess it was just 25 yards, but I shot it at 25 yards, iron sights, and off the bench. So we're just off sandbags, and uh, I mean, just about every bullet went through practically the same hole. It was, it was an amazing, phenomenal group. I think I sent you guys the pictures anyway. Um, yep. but, uh, I, I love that rifle. It is so much fun. There's just, there's no need for, I, I, I don't need anything else. <laughs> I've got other guns. I really like them. My 795s, they all got scopes on them, but this, it's just something, something fun about shooting iron sights. Yeah. And it's a teardown, right? So, or a takedown model, so you can uh, pack it away pretty easy. Yep. I do still have the original stock for it. So yes, uh, I could put it back on in the original stock and then, yeah, just unscrew the barrel, toss it in the, the little papoose bag that I have for it. And it goes in the back of the truck or wherever in the backpack even. So it is great. A, a nice little teardown. It's uh it's really lightweight, which is really nice. Cause it's got the pencil thin barrel, the, the takedown barrel. So yep. new shooters, like kids, kids who don't have the, the upper body strength to hold a rifle, um, for any period of time, this is a great rifle for him because, man, if it weighed two and a half pounds, I'd be surprised. Like it doesn't weigh anything. Wow, well, you should get a couple of those for the for the shoots. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So Does anyway. it, is the length of pull on the on the papoose shorter no, or no, it's not? No, no it, it's the same. It's the same. Yeah, mm. it's okay. the same as a seven ninety five. That's the that's the real trick. I mean, it's it's really light up front because it's just got a yep. skinny barrel and no forehand or whatever. But yeah. Uh, it would be it would be really great if they had a papoose that was uh, that had a really short stock like a on children's it. Children's stock on it, yeah. I yeah. wonder how hard it would be to cut this synthetic stock that it comes with and then just like mold uh, another back butt plate. Uh, did you did I send pictures of the the job I did on that twenty gauge? I don't think so. No. Oh, I I totally chopped the twenty gauge down uh, a weekend or two ago, and I I cut like two and a half inches off of it. Was that a synthetic so, stock or a wood yep, stock? Yeah, synthetic. And how yeah. did you reattach the base plate or the butt plate? I screwed it in. 
There, the the oh, there was enough uh, mounting points. Yeah, if as long as you don't go too like cut it down too much, mm-hmm. uh, I just had to drill the holes a little bit deeper nice. and uh, screwed it right in. Nice. Yeah. That's and then, cool. but then the the butt plate itself had to be sanded down because yes. it was too large. But yeah. that would that's easy. Yeah, I've experienced that before too. I've I've also cut down stocks in the past, and same thing. You just have to sand the, like you just grind the the butt plate to fit it. It doesn't take very much to get that to work though. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, no, it, that might be an option then uh, for for people who need a really lightweight gun and a shorter length of pole. Just you know, a papoose in a seven ninety five stock that's been cut down. Cool. Yeah. So that's kind of basically all I did. I guess Trevor's not here, so he can't tell us about what he did, which is probably nothing anyway. He doesn't hardly ever do anything, so. No. Archery and that kind of stuff. Yeah, whatever. Yep. Like, who cares? So, I mean, uh, we value your input, Trevor. Uh, Adriel, what did, did you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been uh, it's been two weeks since I've been on, so I've been up to uh, a bit. I uh, did a, a three-gun match. Uh, that was uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, something like two, that. Yeah, two weeks ago. Well, I remember when you sent us the results like six times because you were so excited and you forgot that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. I've got, I, got, uh, I got first overall for yes, time. Yes, you did. That Sweet. was really good. That was fantastic. Yeah, that's the first time I've done that. I've, I've been shooting really consistently this year, so um, it was just a matter of time before uh, – uh, someone else like th- throws a stage or something like that. So. <laughs> Sometimes that's what you have to wait for, eh? Like it's it, yeah. you can get pretty good, but you know, I mean, there's chances are there's someone going to be better than you, and whatever it is, what it is, but you just wait for them to have a bad day, and then you can win. <laughs> <laughs> just gotta be persistent, get out there, shoot lots, because they'll have a bad day eventually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was really competitive. Out of the uh, the top 10 shooters were all really close to each other's times. Um, that's something that hasn't happened in the past, but I think like as the, as the league has been going along, we're all getting better and better and yeah. continuing to uh, push things, and the consistency is starting to get up there as well. So that was, uh, yeah, that was really good. Uh, yeah, so I mean, uh, in terms of shooting, uh, my shotgun was, uh, was all good, uh, fully reliable, and uh, uh, pretty quick. Like I, I, I don't think I got... Number one on any stages, but I was in the top, let's say, top three or top five for for most of the shotgun stages. So you won. Uh, what did you win based on your pistol shooting or your rifle shooting? Then pistol, pistol shooting. I uh, for whatever reason, uh, like midway through the day, I was just on fire with my pistol. Uh, we did a uh, like a head to head kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, and keep. So I'm running an FNS. This is not like a fancy uh, competition pistol <laughs> or anything like that. Uh, you know, it doesn't have like a great, uh, single stage trigger, like, uh, uh, like a CZ SPO one or something like that. Uh, but like for what, for whatever reason, I was just really in tune with it. We're, um, uh, for our head to head, we were running rifle and pistol rifle far, uh, at a hundred yards from standing, uh, and then put your rifle down, draw your pistol and then do a dueling tree, which has four or six inch plates. I want to say like, I want to say four at, at about 10 yards. Okay. And I was just, I, I, and that part for me, I was ripping through it with, uh, with that FNS. And, uh, and that kind of was how the, the rest of the day went as well. My pistol was, uh, was on point and, uh, and really quick. So I think that's what, uh, that, that's what made the difference for me. Um, I ROed the whole day 
And uh, it was like the weather was really crappy. It was, it was raining. I brought a rain jacket and then the sun came out and I was like, oh, good. Well, I need a little bit of a suntan. So I'll, I'll, I'll give it like a, an hour or something like that. And I burned. <laughs> I, got a, I got a wicked sunburn. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's, what the, that's what the start of the season is going to be like, right? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, what else happened? Oh, yeah. So um, the head to head, I made it to the final round. And uh, I got uh, through the. I, I did my rifle really fast. I did the dueling tree really fast. I got to the last target, and I psyched myself out. Oh. Uh, like the last plate on the dueling tree, and I, I'm just like, oh, here I go. Now I win. And you know what? Ah. That was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now I win. Oh yeah, no, that's exactly what you're supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I missed. Oh, I missed. Oh, I missed. Oh, I missed. Now I need to change now my mag. Well, now the other guy wins. <laughs> yeah. So oh, that was funny though. So, like, that I'm, is funny. I'm, I'm fine with that. That's. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, no, it was a it was a good it was a uh, a really good match. We had um, our uh, um, our timing was really good between the different stages. So um, normally we have two squads uh, that are broken up, and the timing was really good. Um, so we were uh, we we're out pretty quick. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, what else did I do? I had dinner with uh, Mark P, who was our kind of like our range sponsor for the Furlachi course. Did you like go to his place for dinner, or did you like go out for dinner? No, he was uh, he was in Edmonton, so we went to. Uh, uh, so we he didn't make you any corn then. No, no corn. Oh, all right. Oh. It's whatever. Just eat. Whatever. Eat. <laughs> 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 yeah, we talked three gun and uh, uh, you know uh, start they're they're starting up a, a three gun uh, club in or league in uh, in the Cold Lake Bonneville area. So we were kind of talking about that, and uh, yeah, it was good. Um, I also, I went to the range with another listener, um, uh, Jason, and, uh, we went out to the range and I shot a whole bunch of, uh, 22s, uh, let's see, uh, a Remington 597, a Savage 64, a Ruger 1022, um, and then I also shot and tested, uh, TNW Aero Survival Rifle or ASR. That's like a nine millimeter pistol caliber carving kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that range was well. That was good, but we'll talk about the 22s later. Yeah, uh, I ordered a bunch of AR parts. Uh, so I've, I've I've got a bunch of AR parts sitting on the floor, literally sitting on, the, <laughs> on my floor looking at me right now. And I was looking at them and thinking, man, that's you know, once that bolt comes in from Brownells, I'm almost going to have another AR-15. I should just build another. <laughs> you know, some guys will say, like, oh, I guess I got this extra safety time to build another AR-15. Yep. <laughs> so I uh, I figured out what it would cost me and all that kind of thing, and, and I ended up getting um, uh, a lower parts kit and a couple of other doodads from True North Arms, which they're they're mostly uh, inexpensive parts, but uh, a lot of them. That of the PC, um, and then I got a matched upper and lower from Sa- uh, Saskatoon Gunworks, Saskatchewan Gunworks. One of those guys. They have their sure. those arrow precisions. Yeah. Uh, uh, the upper and lower for one ninety nine. So got that thing, and I think that's it. Oh, I asked a couple of buddies for like some takeoff parts, you know, stuff that they had sitting in the box, kind of a thing. So grabbed a couple off them, and it's all ordered and on the way. So. Sometime yeah. in the next couple of weeks here, I guess I'll be building another AR-15. Nice. Are you, are you going to do a review while you do it? 
I might do I might do like a Facebook live like sit with me while I drink beer and make an AR15 kind of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's already some like really great videos out there on how to build them. Uh Brownells has has a fantastic video on uh, on how to build an AR15. So I can't really compete mm-hmm. with that. And I, I don't really I don't really make videos that uh you know are already out there and other people have already done a good job on. I kind of want to make stuff that doesn't exist. Uh, so maybe I'll, yeah, maybe I'll do the, uh, the Facebook live thing. That'll be fun. Or maybe a that, YouTube live thing. Maybe both. That, I don't know. Let's have a beer and build an AR-15. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm or out of beers. AR is looking real ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was thinking maybe like a backup AR. So I've got a, I've got a red dot sight that I can throw on it. Uh, and, uh, let's see, 16 inch barrel. And then the rest of the stuff will just be normal. So maybe like a guest AR. So if you guys come out to Alberta oh, yeah. and you want to, that's a great idea. Shoot some. You have guest yeah. towels, guest room, and the guest AR. Guest AR, guest polymer fire striker fired pistol, and <laughs> yeah. I've got guest twenty twos too. So <laughs> we're all set. <laughs> you got lots uh, of twenty twos. Yeah, I got lots of twenty twos right now. Yeah, I I bought a box of Ely. What was this again? What kind of was Ely this? action? I think you called it. Yeah, action. Um, I wanted to get some more like high-end 22 ammo because I've got a I've got a bunch of SK Match and SK Standard, some RWS. Um, I had tried the Ely Club before and I didn't get fantastic results for it, but this stuff's different. Maybe it's better. I don't know. It's pretty slow, 1,090 FPS. So we'll see if it's accurate. Well, got most enough- 22 ammo ends up being a bit more accurate when you slow it down. So that stuff might uh, might be okay. It's, it's well, I mean, you probably know this anyway, but it's when the bullet goes through the transonic shockwave that it can tumble or it can start to destabilize. So keeping it below supersonic speeds helps it to stay stable as it uh, goes downrange. Yeah, exactly. So, so. yeah, I mean, I'll, uh, I don't think any of the semi-autos will really appreciate that kind of ammo, so I might need to run it in my... Uh, I've got a bolt-action 22 that's really accurate, and uh, I might try it in there and kind of see what it does. And if it's really super-duper accurate, I might use it for busting up some gophers. So so apparently I have a Lee Enfield number 4 Mark 1, apparently, ah. is what I have. Number so 4 Mark 1. That's what it says on the side. Okay. Now all the people who have been screaming at their radios yeah. uh, will have... <laughs> Don't have to anymore. <laughs> they finally know what I'm talking about. I'll, I'll take a picture of them and put it up too, because people might care. They probably don't, but whatever. Yeah, make sure to make sure to call it the wrong thing. Call it like a, I will. A, a this is an SKS. One. It's one of those bolt action <laughs> SKSs. <clears throat> yeah, it yeah, shoots a three it. odd three ammo. Three odd three. three. Odd. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, Trevor? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, that's uh, that's it for me, uh, Kelly. What you, what are you up to? I spent the whole entire weekend at the Napanee Rod and Gun Club. They had the Ladies' Day shoot. Uh, they had two days of it. So there was 40 ladies on the Saturday, and there was 40 ladies on the Sunday. All new ladies, by the way. So we had 80 new shooters um, get introduced to shooting this weekend. And it was sponsored by the CCFR and Vortex as well. And so they walked away with all kinds of swag, um, T-shirts, which were really cool. And they also got all their ammo supplied for them. And, the, okay, seriously, this lunch was amazing. They had pies like you wouldn't believe. Remember the pies I was telling you about? Anyways, they had barbecue stuff and 
Yeah. Okay. Let's get back to the shooting. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So the ladies all got, there was four different stages. They got to shoot a pistol. So 22 caliber pistols and nine millimeter. And then they got to go to the uh, 22 rifle stage. And then they went over to the AR-15 stage. And then they went to the shotgun stage and shot uh, 12 gauge. There was no twenties uh, on the line, so. Um, and then afterwards, they got basically free reign. They got to go wherever they wanted to go, um, whatever they liked, whatever they wanted to try again. But they also brought out the muzzle loaders, and also uh, two forty three um, hunting rifles, and also sharps rifles as well. Ooh, so, that's cool. yeah, which was really really cool. I got and also those that were instructing, especially on. The Sunday, yeah, the Sunday I was on the uh, 22 rifles. Um, we had to take the 22 rifles off the line because that's where we were doing the muzzle loaders. And the people that were instructing there got to actually go and help out or shoot whatever we wanted. So I got to shoot some AR-15s. I got to shoot some Sharps rifles. And I got basically shot everything. And then everybody basically went home and... Um, Kelly uh, Kincaid, who was there with the CCFR as well as I was, we took a group of ladies that uh, just were hanging out, friends of ours, and we went down to the pistol range and we just shot pistols for an hour or two, and they they loved it. It was their first time shooting pistols, so it was lots and lots of fun. And what else? Um, well, yesterday I sent a lending ATT to the Ontario CFO, and then within 15 minutes I got it back. Nice. Yeah, they emailed it back. So I thought that was pretty freaking awesome. Like everybody's complaining about it taking forever in two days. And I got mine in 15 minutes. Sweet. Yeah, so I'm able to take all of uh, Kevin's rifles uh, with me to the charity shoot because he's going to be flying out out west after this weekend. We're going to be going to EOSC this weekend and doing two maple seeds. And then uh, the maple seed crew starts across the country. And I'm staying here because of work. I'm not able to go. So I am going to be following. Yeah, I know, eh? And that's the other reason why I couldn't also go to the CCFR um, AGM is because I'm not able to leave work. Boo. Oh, well, you win some, you lose some, I guess. I know. The other thing I wanted to talk about is the, speaking of the CCFR, we're doing the Gunning Girl calendar again this year and the deadline is approaching and we're looking for submissions. So if uh, any of our listeners know of any ladies that might like to be in the calendar, you all got copies of the calendar from last year. It's very classy. We all have our clothes on. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so if anybody's interested, send us some submissions to ccfrwomen at gmail.com because uh, we are looking for submissions. So just wanted to talk about that. And that's all I did in guns. I got to shoot this weekend. It was awesome. Cool. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll uh, go on to upcoming events. The 7th Annual Canadian Podcasters Charity Shoot is Saturday, July 8th at the Guelph Rod and Gun Club in Guelph, Ontario. It's hosted by the Canadian Patriot Podcast and the International Liberty or Death Podcast. This year's charity is Many to One. And, uh, yeah, this is coming up pretty quick here. Yeah, they're still looking for people to register. A lot of people are saying they're going, but they haven't registered yet. So Mm. if you have been saying you're going, sign up, register, because, again, they're looking for numbers. They need to know what numbers are coming. So get off the fence and sign up. It's easy. Yeah, they're going to have a bunch of uh, prizes and that kind of thing there too, right? 
Yeah, so Chris Anderson, he's supplying the... Did you guys see the pictures? He's supplying the trophies again this year. And the the, uh, the McClatchy one is there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Gotta have the McClatchy trophy. <laughs> yeah, so it's there. But yeah, they have other prizes in that too. Um, suppliers are, are giving them prizes for the event. So it's going to be awesome. And not only that, you get to see Adriel... You get to see Matthew, you get to see Trevor, and you even get to see me. So go sign up, right? Awesome. I concur. Definitely sign well, up. And yeah. If there's fewer people, there's going to be more prizes for us, though, right? Ooh, mm. good call. Mm. Uh, you guys probably don't want to go to this event because it's not going to be very much fun. So I <laughs> stay at home. Besides, Trevor's going to be there, and who wants to meet him? I mean, come on. How's that? Did that work? Do you think they'll buy that? Yeah. I don't know. You're going to edit this part out, right? Oh, yeah. No, we'll edit that. Not, that. not to go? Yeah, okay, oh, yeah no, yeah. I'll, I'll edit yeah. that. No, that's no problem. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> don't, for, don't forget. Okay. Of course. All right. Uh, the next one here, uh, there's one spot available for day one and none for day two for the Alberta pistol course. Uh, this is, is this, is this handgun fundamentals or is this the Ferlacci course? We need like a name for this thing. Ferlacci course. Ferlacci course. I like sure. it. On uh, July 15th. Uh, if you want that spot for day one, email Trevor and Matthew at slamfireradio at gmail.com. Uh, the next one we have here is from Ryan McLean. The Meaford Long Range Steel Challenge PRS match will be running September 1st to 3rd at the Canadian Forces Base Meaford. Registration's open. Follow them on Facebook for more details. Uh, let's see. They'll be holding an intro to PRS at CFB Petawawa on July 1st and 2nd. Day one will be a clinic followed by a match Sunday. Cost is $70 for the weekend and $25 just for the match. For more info, email ryan.mcle25 at gmail.com. Next up, we have uh, some three-gun matches. And uh, I'll just, I want to plug my club here real quick. Uh, The the, uh, Canadian Historical Arms Society, or CHAZ, uh, they're uh, the... um, Executive has given the Three Gun League the entire uh, run of the range for July 8th. Uh, right. So we're looking at uh, doing a, a much bigger three gun shoot than we typically have. Uh, we're designing stages out to allow for up to 50 shooters. Uh, so for more information on that, check out chazclub.com slash three dash gun or just search for the Chaz Three Gun group on Facebook and uh, we'll have some updates on there. Uh, in terms of other three-gun matches, the Lakeland uh, three-gun match is coming up this Saturday. The Mighty Peace three-gun match is also on Saturday. And on Sunday, we have the South Island Action Shooters Group. So if you're in BC looking for a match over there, there's that one. Uh, coming up on the first here, we've got a whole bunch of them. The uh, Ontario shooting is, uh, uh, Action Shooting is having a match. The Vancouver, Vancouver Island Three-Gun Nation is having a match. And the uh, uh, PAPRC, or the Prince Albert Pistol and Rifle Club, is also throwing a match on. So uh, pretty busy coming up in 3-Gun. Next up, the uh, Restigouche Gun Club is running a a rifle raffle. Uh, The rifle is a Savage Axis in 22-250 with scope and case. Tickets are $5 each or 3 for 10 or 5 for 20 or 6 for 30 or I don't know what the other ones are. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maple Seed uh, EOSC in Ottawa uh, this weekend. There are open spots. Uh, Sorry, did you want to talk about the Maple Seed stuff, uh, Kelly? No, not really. You're doing a great job. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, Saskatoon, uh, June 30th. That's a combined youth and adult event. And Grand Cash, July 2nd events are all listed on the event tab of mapleseedrifleman.com. The Canadian National Steel Challenge Championships are going to be September 22nd to 24th. Uh, these will be the BTSA and Homestead Ranges in Kananaskis, Alberta. Cost is $70 for the first gun, $30 for any additional guns. Shoot one day or both. Uh, you may shoot up to two main match guns and rimfire. For more information, check out uh, USPSAalberta.com uh, or register at steelchallenge.ca. Uh, we've got a couple of shotgun uh, events here from Jason. Uh, the first is the Kamloops Shotgun Sports BC Challenge, June 23rd to 25th. Uh, I guess that's this weekend, so register. Oh, never mind, it's full. <laughs> so if you're going to that, you already know about it. Yeah. Uh, the next <laughs> and, one. <laughs> and if you don't, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is the St. Hubertus in Manitoba. That's the CNSCA Sporting uh, Clays, Sporting something. Uh, that'll be August 20th. Uh, Slave Lake is running uh, an event as well. They're calling it their Bushwhackers Shoot. Uh, June 30th will be the prelim- preliminary, and uh, July 1st and 2nd will be the main event. Um, so definitely check that one out. Uh, and that is, I think that's all the events. That's all of them. Sure. Yes. Okay. All right. Why don't you. we go into the uh, Why don't we go into the news? I think you guys skipped all the news last week, right? No. Yes? No. No. So did you read no. about the Quebec gun registry? Yeah. Yes. On this one, probably two. There we uh, go. What was the one you just deleted? Yeah, we did the receiver yes. blanks, the, the 80%. And you did the other one. Yeah, I heard okay. you guys talk about the other one. Oh, you do remember then. So you did listen. I did listen. Uh-huh. Yeah. The, right. the micro podcast part was what made me listen. It's like, yeah. oh. <laughs> it was micro. It's still an hour long. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're not good at microing. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take this first story. Why don't you guys grab the the ones after it, though, because there's two more here. Uh, this first one is uh, Canadian Elite Special Forces Sniper Makes Record-Breaking Kill Shot in Iraq. Uh, the uh, This is a story of uh, uh, one of our snipers here who made a shot at 3,540 meters. That's Three and a, a half kilometers. Yep. Yep. That's ridiculous. Ten seconds. That's a that's a long time. That's that's a pot shot. If you're if you're shooting at someone and there's a 10 second bullet time, and I think the other things I was looking up was uh, a one mile an hour uh, wind, a crosswind would give you six feet in uh, in yeah. windage change. So uh, this is well, definitely pot shots, but it was he's still connected. He's still connected, and that's what matters. And and he knew enough to point the rifle in the correct direction to to know that a pot shot was even possible. So like he did, I mean that is that that's a combination of an insane amount of skill and an insane amount of luck. Yeah, yeah, and this this absolutely crushes the next uh, the next oh. record. Well, the next one was what twenty eight or something. Twenty five hundred. Twenty four seventy five. Yeah. Twenty. So twenty five yeah. to thirty. So basically, he tacked a kilometer onto the world record. Yep. So guys, I'm just gonna basically just shoot an extra kilometer. Whatever. <laughs> just an extra thousand yard or thousand meters. That well what's what's three and a half kilometers to to miles an hour or to miles for our uh, American listeners? Uh, thirty five uh, three uh, I don't know, twenty? So two miles? <laughs> Is that right? Two point two miles. Yes. Two point yes. two miles. So two point two mo that's that's flipping crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's insane. Good for him. Indeed. All right. Who wants to take the C B C one here? 
Uh, I oh, go ahead. I guess no, go ahead. No, no, you 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 said it first. Oh, okay. Well, Did so the open? next one. Yeah, go ahead. What? No, no. Yeah, I opened it, but I actually read it too, and I read it oh, before. Oh, good. Because coming... I haven't read any of them, so you oh. go ahead and do this one, and I'll skim the next one and see if I can come up with some semblance of. Uh... Yeah, you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, this uh, story is about um, a constable for the RCMP. He uh, was kind of a little bit livid uh, about uh, the most recent. Um, there's an inquiry going on right now in Moncton about the the three Mounties that were slain. And, uh, how many years ago was that? Three. Three, four years ago? I think. Two or and three. Yeah. 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 So, anyways, he was livid uh, because of the fact that uh, the testimony wrapped up last week. And Paulson, who is, uh, the, was the defense's star witness, uh, basically, Paulson is the... Um, uh, Commissioner Bob Paulson, and this was um, Corporal Patrick Bouchard. He spoke out against it. Um, basically, Paulson said that uh, the 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 RCMP shouldn't have high-powered uh, carbine uh, carbine rifles; uh, that they didn't need them. And uh, the other thing that he also said that was basically that uh, he was asked if he was responsible for the deaths of the R- the officers, and he said no, he wasn't. So that kind of um, upset uh, a lot of uh, officers. And uh, yeah, this uh, corporal, Corporal Bouchard, he finally he basically had enough, and he sent a letter not only to uh, the commissioner, but he also did an interview as well. So and for him, great great for speaking up, and absolutely, our, our, you know, the RCMP, they need to be fully equipped, and they were also promised that after Mablethorpe as well, so, and they weren't, they weren't supplied it. So, anyways, that's what the gist of the article was all about. All right. All right. Matthew, got the next one? Yeah, so semi-automatic and sawed-off rifle seized in high-risk arrest of four men in southeast Calgary. So four men were arrested in what police describe as a high-risk vehicle stop that turned up a semi-automatic rifle, a sawed-off pistol grip rifle, along with uh, ammo. So um, they basically they they took down this car that they, they... saw as high risk and they seized a sawed off semi-automatic SKS mm. which if you look at the picture that's well no it's not a it's not a sawed off SKS it's a sawed off no it's a regular it's an SKS and an ATI stock which Trevor loves so <laughs> Trevor's happy they got this and then it looks like it actually looks like one of those Savage 64s that Adriel just reviewed looking at the Magwell it's because it's got the mag catch in the front, the where Adriel thought it was amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that was my favorite. It is. Part. It's it's got to be a Lakefield or a Savage sixty four, and that's the one that's cut down. So it's got a cut down barrel and a sawed off stock. So that's the pistol grip uh, rifle, and then there's an SKS. It's a SKSD. Oh, it's it totally got the is. Duck bill mag, and yep. uh, no, it's just a regular SKS. With oh, it the is duck bill. Yeah. Oh. The SKSD oh yeah, yeah. The takes, D has uh, the AK mag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, that is a, that is a uh, Lakefield sixty four totally, or Coup year. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So anyway, they uh, they took down this car and they confiscated some stuff. Um, what's really weird is they say that the twenty two year old man who is known to police was gunned down in a basketball court earlier this month. So how did he get arrested in this car? But he was killed a month ago. So 
Maybe no, somebody... I, I, no, there was uh, the gang's unit was alerted that a suspicious Honda was spotted matching the description. Oh, so the... this Honda may have been involved in the shooting death yeah. of this guy a month ago. Okay, that was worded weirdly. Okay, and then cool. the other thing is the Honda had a funeral tag on the windshield. <laughs> <laughs> And you had a gangbanger. Gang Look, I don't mean to be callous or anything, but gangbangers killing gangbangers is, I, eh. I mean, I I hate loss of life. I mean, that's terrible. I don't. But if somebody's gonna get shot, I'd rather it be a gangbanger than some innocent kid. So, anyway, whatever. Um, so apparently they arrested four guys and they got these very dangerous rifles off the street because you know they probably couldn't hit anything with them anyway. No. Well, I'd argue that they're dangerous because of who's like That's who it. has them. That's right? it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they. I'm glad that they got them because the bad guys had them, and this is the only way to make the street safer is to get the guns away from the bad guys. I mean, it's a, it's a lost cause. It's really hard to do, but don't stop trying, right? Yep. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. so the cops got some more. Some more bad guys. So that's bad good. guys off the street. I like it. Yeah. I like getting bad guys off the street. That's fantastic. But yeah, that uh, that's totally a Lakefield. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Got it. All right. The next one we have here is an editorial uh, page that Jason Phillips sent in. Uh, it's from the Brandon Sun, and it's titled SKS is more than just a hunting rifle. Uh, so it, uh, I believe um, there was a, a mistake that they made where they reported that it was uh, an assault rifle. And uh, I think this is a correction. There's a whole bunch of uh, um, little mini like letters that people looks like they wrote in on this thing. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of interesting cause it's like, oh, they, uh, it looks like they kind of recanted. They kind of made a correction. So kind <laughs> well, of interesting. After, after we just talked about an SKS being in the hands of bad guys, that's not ironic at all, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat, but it's not an assault rifle. <laughs> it's not an but assault rifle. But you can use it to commit assault. That's so. right. Well, you can use anything to commit assault, so... Well, that, that SKS and that ATI stock is assaulting on the eyes as well. <laughs> Trevor would say so, and I would agree with him. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Why don't we, why don't we go on to, uh, to some new gun stuff? All right. All right. Okay. So the first one I had here was um, Wanstalls has the Mission First Polymer 10-round LAR mags. Yep. Uh, so if you're looking for mags for your uh, AR-15, they've got these. They're, they're kind of interesting. So a lot of the ones that we have on the market right now are aluminum. And they're pretty compact, but they have a really um, – the base isn't really easy to grab. So a lot of people, uh, you know, they put on like little covers or little like magpoles or whatever to uh, to pull them out. Uh, but these actually have like not a rounded bottom, but like a floor plate that's larger than the magazine itself. So if you wanted to run LAR mags in your AR-15, they're not a bad idea. Some guys will will do like a, a floor plate connection kind of a thing for their uh, uh, LAR mags. But if you dump a magazine, you basically stuff like a bunch of mud or dirt or whatever in through the feed lips. Uh, so this one would be if you just want to run a single 10-round mags. And they're currently sold out. They are. Oh. Unfortunately. <laughs> for 25 bucks, why wouldn't they be? That's a fantastic yep. price. I mean, I like the way they're curved at the bottom and a little bit bigger because you can stick them in your rifle pouch and it won't fall all the way to the bottom like this steel LAR mags will. So you can yeah, still get your finger on it crap. and pull it out. It might not be as easy as a full length, but it's probably going to be easier than than the, the the steel one. Yep. Yeah, a lot easier to uh, to grab onto. Just a little bit more texture as well. Yep. 
Uh, S&J is uh, blowing out their short, short barrel shotguns at below cost. They had some, uh, I believe these were all Turkish shotguns, but they had a 13-inch pump for 225 which is pretty fantastic. If, you, if you're looking for like a real short barrel shotgun, uh, two, 225 bucks for a, for a pump is it's not that bad. No, it's not. Not for that. Not for a 13-inch. Like those, you can, you can get like your... Uh, uh, Maverick 88s and that kind of thing for pretty cheap, but this is cheap and it's for a short barrel kind of a shotgun. So, yep, kind of interesting. They have a few of them, different kinds. Yeah, they had uh, um, like a regular one without a pistol grip, one with a pistol grip in stock, uh, one in walnut, one in like the uh, uh, telescopic scope, and then they had a, a couple of different other kinds of shotguns there as well. Uh, the Matador Arms Sabretooth Mark II SKS chassis is out, and it is uh, 350 bucks. So if you're looking at something that uh, will get you going on the SKS, uh, where did I see that one? Colonel Mustard was selling those, and I believe... In where... the living room with the candlestick? Yes. <laughs> In the living room with the Sabretooth. <laughs> with the Sabretooth. <laughs> Uh, what's new on this thing? It's uh, now compatible with the original fixed internal magazine, duckbill style mags, and with SKS D and M models. Cool. Uh, the removable dust cover block uh, is also removable, so <laughs> now you can uh, clean it and service it a little bit easier. Uh, and it blends in with the chassis when it's uh, when it's installed. Uh, it is recessed at the rear of the receiver to allow the optional addition of a top rail over the receiver. So if you want to run like one of those big full rails, you can now. Uh, the styling has been improved. And uh, yeah, so it's uh, a little bit different. It's uh, also a little bit lighter. It went from 2.2 pounds in the Mark I to 2.09 pounds. So just cut a little bit of weight as well. Cool. Well, that's good. Always cutting weight is a good thing. Yep. <laughs> That sentence didn't really make sense, but you know what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting weight is always a good thing, is what I meant to say. <laughs> it's keeping a yeah. girlish figure. Yeah. Hmm. The next one I had here, this one sounded a little bit weird to me. So the um, North Silva's bringing in these uh, 9mm conversion kits for the Tavor, and uh, I really didn't see the point, but I was just listening to a podcast uh, from the Three Gun Show, actually, and they're uh, interviewing a gun manufacturer, and they're saying that 9mm... In, in ARs yeah. is becoming a big thing. It's starting to get really get popular. I mean, it's cheaper. It's uh, it's not quite as loud, so um, it, it works perfectly fine within like your hundred yards kind of a thing. I concur. Uh, I'd love to have a nine mil pistol caliber carbine. I, it would just be fun. Yeah, yeah. So they've got the conversion kits there. If you've got the X ninety five Tavor, you can uh, you can now have it. In two two three, and you can convert it over to nine uh, millimeter if you want. Cool. For fifteen hundred dollars. Fifteen hundred dollars. Well, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at the conversion kit, it's like, damn, that's like minus the stock. That's almost a whole new rifle. Yeah. <laughs> We've got uh, like the barreled action, the gas block, the like. It's <laughs> it might as well be another rifle. Or you can get the carbine itself, the Devor X95 9mm carbine for twenty five ninety nine. Oh, there you go. You might as yeah. well. You might Just as well. Just a thousand more, and now you've got like a whole other rifle that you don't need to like sw- swap back and forth. You can just yep. own it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Wolverine Supplies has the X Products Can Cannon Want. in. This is a. Want. <laughs> Want. Wouldn't it be a cool stage gun for, totally for three gun? Want. Yes. Having a can launcher? Yes. Yeah. 
It's, mm. it, it's, it's an upper for an AR-15 that comes with a super mega oversized barrel that you use blanks in and you stick a pop can down the barrel and then launch it with a blank. Yeah, full pop can. Like right? you, so you, you guys have seen the, the golf ball launchers. You just It's a right. muzzle device. You stick on the end of your... But this replaces the whole upper and shoots an entire pop can. How much it's, fun would that be? It's got some decent recoil. I saw uh, a lady firing it on, I think it was on the, the um, X Products website. And it, <laughs> well, it's, a, it's, a, it's a full can of Coke or whatever, so it's got some weight to it. And uh, yeah, it gives a, a nice, decent shove. So Man, that would be yeah. so much fun. I would, oh man, that'd be, oh. 500 bucks though, that's a little steep, but, well, 475. It's a, it's a full upper. It's a full upper. Huh. Yeah, you know, for a full upper, it's actually not that bad. It, unfortunately, it's it's basically a it's really it's niche a, product. Yeah, you can't, you can't really use it for many other things besides <laughs> launching pop cans. Now, my question is, I wonder if the ranges in Canada are certified for pop cans in the burn because <laughs> it goes on an AR, which means you can't shoot it anywhere else other than the range, uh-huh. but. Um, you know, I guess if you're certified for 50 cal, then I'm sure it'll take a pop can. I mean, I it can't be going that fast anyway. What, maybe uh, yeah. 300, 400 feet per minute or foot per second? Yeah. I don't think the CFO has ever been asked if this is certified for, you know, probably by, not. By, for Coca Cola. Well, I know somebody who built a cannon that shoots cans of soup, and he <laughs> actually got an FRT number for it. Really, and was permitted to shoot it at the range, if I remember correctly. So I guess it can be done. Hmm. But uh, yeah, that'd be yeah. Fun. It's a niche market because you're not really well, yeah. Adriel. You can build it as one of your stages for the three gun. Yeah, the pop gun. You'd have it, to use it a lot. <laughs> it says you can launch other similarly sized objects such as tennis balls, paint cans. That would be fun. Paint T-shirts, cans. T-shirts, a grappling hook. Why would you not want to shoot a grappling hook out of an AR-15? It could be your Batman. Yeah, Batman stage. Batman gun. It says it can reach and... Go ahead. I was just going to say, I really like the paint can. That'd be a great way to paint. (laughs) You can paint a room in no time. No time at all. (laughs) It says Uh, It's a home improvement product, honey. It's not a gun. Come on. It says you it wanted launches... the baby's room painted, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> it launches unopened soda cans at 105 yards is his average distance. So that that's smoking. That's going. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yep. It's not. It's not exactly like a ballistically efficient projectile, it, but <laughs> not quite. No. <laughs> Ballistic coefficient of like negative six. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, let's keep going here. Uh, finally, the Calgary Shooting Center has Glock 17s in flat dark earth for 780 bucks. So if you're looking at uh, three gun a pistol or just a, oh, it's not bad at all for a, Glock for a Glock 17. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm so glad that uh, the other like there's more competition for Glock now because they they are a, an excellent pistol. But I just think you know, rewind a, a year or two. And they're selling for you know eight nine hundred bucks. It's just too much. So I'm glad yep. to see the prices coming in in line with what they should be. I yep, I concur. Yeah. Uh, any other news that I might be missing? No, 
I, I, you're, uh, you've got it all. Yeah. You, all right. You, you're infallible, man. You nailed it. Yeah. Sweet. All right, let's move on to the main topic. Semi-auto 22s. Sweet. They're boring. Don't They're even not. buy one. And uh, buy an AR instead, right? The, or an SKS? Well, my AR is also a semi-auto 22, so if I put the conversion <gasps> oh, kit sure. in it. Right. <laughs> uh, so... Um, we, we've talked rim fires before. We haven't talked specifically about semi-auto 22s, and uh, uh, I thought that might be interesting. I mean, it's uh, we're we're all shooting them, right? So, yep. um, who do we want to start with? Maybe uh, maybe let's start off with uh, what do we all own in terms of semi-auto 22s? Uh, Kelly, did you want to start? Sure. All my 22 semi uh, 22s are all Ruger 10 22s. I don't own any of anything else. So how many 1022s do you own? How many? Uh, uh, three, four. Three or four. Can't even. Lost track. <laughs> don't yeah. even know. I got them by the dozen. Three or four. Sit, sit I th- in a pile. I <laughs> think we have in the closet, we have like 10 of them. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So there's the takedown. There, yeah, so 10. Yeah, but that. The but takedown 1022 is a sweet rifle. I would, I is, would like to have one of those. Yeah, and it's pimped out too because it's got the Magpul stock and everything too. Right. It's pretty much exactly the same as my my regular um, 1022 that I usually use. Um, well, you've got one in a, a, a Boyd stock, right? Nope. It's not Boyd's. What is it? Isn't it purple though? No. No. Oh, who's got the purple 1022? That'd be Stacy. Oh, it's oh, that's the one Jewel wants. Jewel shot that yes. one. She wants it. Yeah, that's a cool it's a rifle. Very nice. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but no, uh, mine's in, and mine's almost the exactly the same as Trevor's. Oh, well, that's too bad. I have the black make full stock. Yeah. Right. Except for my yeah, except for my I have a crossfire um, two uh, scope on it, which is uh, three to nine. Mm-hmm. Is it three to nine or two to seven? Mm, two to seven and yeah trevor he has like what something to what is it six to 24 i think <laughs> probably which yeah. is an appropriate magnification range for a 22 yes yeah because yeah. <laughs> you need to be able to see how many but, molecules the fly has on the target i was gonna say <laughs> the fly but yeah no his and mine are almost exactly the same and right. i say mine it's because it's the one i use the most right but we have other ones that other twenty twos, but they're not uh, semis. So, so what what is the what is the ammo that you run through? Do you have like a favorite ammo that they they yeah. all like? Yeah. So the one that we so we have Aguila, and it's the high velocity that okay. I I just strictly run that through mine. Um, is that a and, copper wash projectile or just a, a yeah. lead? It is copper no, washed. It, it is copper washed. Yeah. These uh, the Aguila standard velocity. It hates it. Yeah. Um, CCI mini mags. It's okay with, but mm-hmm. I found that the Aguila was more accurate with it. So right. I'm just sticking with what, like when I took my rifle out and tried it out. Uh, tried it out a couple of different brands, and when we when yeah, it just came down to the Aguila. The Aguila runs through it perfectly, and it's. And it's spot on, so it's accurate as well. So I don't, I don't vary do when you I find, find it. That, do you find that the other 1022s that you guys own also like the Aguila? Yeah. Or do they? Yeah. So, no. you've, so they all they pretty all, much like the same. Ammo. They all pretty like it. Pretty okay. much like it, but it's a little expensive. So, yeah. um, 
you know, it'll it'll run CCI Minimags just as well. It, it'll it's run just not anything. as accurate. No. Yeah. Just not as accurately. Right. So. No. And what but kind of I, do you, have you shot it for groups at like fifty yards to kind of get a baseline for what it'll do, like off the bench? Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sub MOA at fifty yards. And well, so so less than half an inch at fifty yards. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. That's very I took, impressive. I took it out on the weekend. We were shooting. We brought all of the like we brought the takedown. We brought Kevin's ten twenty two and my ten twenty two uh, for the ladies shoot on the weekend, and they were all trying it. And yeah, that's the other thing. They uh, all the ladies. We were kind of like Kevin and I were standing beside each other, and we were coaching the ladies through it. And so at one point, we were we were try- it was a competition basically to see who had. Which ladies on which team could shoot the most? It was clay targets they were shooting, right? Right, yeah. So uh, they had a really cool target, uh, the, the way it was set up. Anyways, so all my ladies, almost all of them got 10 out of 10. So, and it's because of the fact that, you know, our, our rifles were dialed in. These ladies loved it. And, um, and the ammo was okay. It wasn't, uh, I can't remember what it was. Uh, it was provided free of charge. But again, my, you know, my rifle is super accurate, so even with uh, the stuff that's not all that great in it, it'll still work really well. And they were they were pretty much killing the the clay targets, all of them. So sweet. Yep. Cool. Well, that's good. But, yeah, sub yeah. MOA for uh, a ten twenty two is actually quite phenomenal. Yep. I've had ten twenty twos in the past, and they they did not ever live up to that. Um, well, we I know I've tweaked ours are quite tweaked, mm-hmm. like. We've added everything to it, and as I said, the ammo. Eh. Anyways. Yeah, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't pull it. a sub MOA group from the uh, takedown ten twenty two that I shot uh, last weekend. Closest I got was point six nine of an inch at uh, at fifty. Hmm. That's still maybe not I'm, bad. Maybe I'm not a bad. Maybe I'm not a good shooter. <laughs> <laughs> I no, I was, I was I was shooting a centerfire rifle later, and I was I was punching some sub sub MOA groups. So I know I'm capable of it. Um, yes. But I, I, these these rifles with this ammo couldn't. Uh, yeah, couldn't and, and that's what you'll find too. And and sub MOA for a t- semi-auto twenty-two is not normal, no. unless you are willing to spend a lot of time and sometimes money. Yep. Uh, to to get it to happen, I mean, it can be done for sure. I mean, I've shot uh, Matt's Matt Doucette. He's lent me his uh, Volkwarzen. And that thing, oh, dude, that thing was super semi-MOA. Like, that thing was very, very accurate with almost anything you put through it. So you, you it can be done, but that's like almost a $2,000 rifle. It's a beautiful rifle. Yeah. Like, but, it really is. Yeah. But, I mean, typically, I'm happy with uh, a semi-auto 22 if it'll shoot an inch at 50 yards. That's two MOA. So an inch at 50 yards is acceptable, in my opinion, for a semi-auto 22. Obviously, better... I mean, smaller is better, but right. if if I can't shoot at least an inch at fifty, I don't even keep the gun. Like it's, I don't keep it in my inventory. It's gone. So it's mm-hmm. it's got to be an inch at fifty or less before uh, before I'm happy with it. Okay. Yeah. Well, Matthew, since since you're on the topic, uh, what kind of uh, semi-auto twenty twos do you have? Gee, I don't know. I never <laughs> talk about it. I have no idea. What could I possibly? Uh, no, semi-auto twenty twos. It's the Marlin. Is is yeah. my brand. I the only other semi auto twenty two I have in the house that's not a Marlin is the conversion kit for my AR, um, and uh, that thing actually is really cool. Jewel really enjoyed it at the Steel Challenge, but I guess it's not really a dedicated semi auto twenty two, so I won't talk about it 
um, at all, actually, now at this point, now that I've mentioned it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Marlin... So, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, wh- why do you only have Marlins? Because that's what works for me. I owned uh, 1022s. I've owned uh, Remington semi-auto 22s. Uh, what else have I owned? I can't remember off the top of my head, but I've owned a few different brands of 22s that were semi-auto, and the Marlin wow. is the one that consistently, out of the box, outshot everything else. Um, for instance, I shot my, I think I was talking about it earlier, wasn't I, where I, I shot less than, well, I'm looking at my group now, I took a picture of it, and it is less, it's, uh, it's less than half an inch. Five shots in less than half an inch at 25 yards with open sights. And that was my Marlin Papoose. And I can do that same group at 50 yards with the scope. Easy. I've, wow. I've sent you guys pictures before. Yep. So a half inch at 50 yards is one MOA. I can't, I mean, every now and then I'll get lucky and squeeze out a sub, but not very often. Usually I'm hovering between one and one and a half MOA. So between a half inch and three quarters of an inch at 50 yards with any of my Marlin 795s or my Marlin Papoose. But here's the kicker, and this is the, this is the real reason why I like them. The cheapest ammo that I can possibly buy is what I do this with. I'm shooting <laughs> really? Winchester White Box, that Ugh. 555 bulk pack stuff that nobody likes, that jams in every other gun because it's got a truncated nose profile. 795 feeds it flawlessly. I never get a fail to feed. Every now and then I get a dud, but, you know, that's I, that's a ammo problem, not a rifle problem. Um, I've never had it fail to feed. They, it just, it, it, it eats them up like nothing and it spits them out in a nice tight group. And this is the cheap crap ammo. I'm a cheap person. I've got one of the cheapest semi-auto 22s you can buy shooting the cheapest ammo you can buy. And I'm pulling off just over MOA on average at 50 yards. So that's why I, that's why they're my go-to rifles. Imagine yeah. what you could do if you had good ammo and a good rifle. Just oh, kidding. I can I can do way better. <laughs> I I know I've I've done it. I mean, I had Matt's uh, Volkortion for a while, and here's yeah. the thing: I did get this twinge of want, right? I I got yeah. this twinge of jealousy and this. I could have this. I could be better. I could blah blah. But you know what? At the end of the day. I'm much more comfortable taking my $189 rifle out in the woods and getting it scratched up and banged up and knowing that if I break it or anything crap happens to it, I just go to Walmart or Canadian Tire and pick up another one for less than 200 bucks and I'm I don't I don't have to worry about it being a nice gun that I'm going to wreck. I I don't have to have a nice safe clean target rifle for the range than like a beat up Kui for out in the woods. I can I can use the same rifle for both and it works great. So, they uh, n- none of them are actually. I mean, all of them are slightly modified in the sense that none of them are in their original stock anymore. The papoose is actually in the original 795 stock, and both 795s that I own are in ATI Fiberforce stocks. It's the yeah. the the Dragonoff lookalike stock, um, sort of a thumb hole grip, I guess, with a, mm-hmm. a barrel shroud in the front, but. Um, I like the look of it, and I like the ergonomics of it, which is why I did it. Um, and it's got a slightly shorter length of pull, which Jewel appreciates. But, yeah, those are my rifles. And the only thing that I don't like about them that I that they could improve on, I mean, the trigger could always be improved, and that 
could be said for almost any rifle. The trigger is kind of crap, especially out of the box, but just shoot it and it gets better. Um, the safety is behind the trigger guard. <sighs> Safety's behind. Well, I thought, I thought you were going to talk about the mag release, because the mag release is kind of silly too. It's not the worst thing in the world. At least the mag release is behind the mag and not in front of it. Yeah. <laughs> so there's there's that. Um, the nice thing about the mag release is it's dead simple. There's no moving parts. It's a spring. It's a it's a, a leaf spring. So you can't wear anything out. There's no pin to break. There's no nothing to break. You just pull back on a piece of metal that just springs back whenever you're done. So it, it's dead simple, which I do like. I like dead simple. But the safety is behind the trigger guard. <sighs> anyway, whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> I live with it. But yeah. The, the other cool feature that the Marlins uh, have is the micro-groove rifling. And some people just call it a gimmick, but I got to tell you, I, I, I'm a believer. It's got 16 really small, shallow grooves instead of four or five really big, deep rifling grooves. So it distorts the bullet less and seems to give the rifles really good accuracy. So, yeah, I mean, the, especially the Papoose, no, not the Papoose, the uh, 795 uh, comes with a somewhat heavy barrel too, right? right it out, does, right yeah. It's gate. not a super yeah. thin profile. It's sort of like a medium a medium bull barrel almost. It's halfway between a bull barrel and a, a, a thin profile barrel. It's it's actually really nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Cool. So yeah, 795 is for me all the way, yo. What about you, Adriel? What do you got? You got pretty much one of everything, don't you? <laughs> Right now I do. You know, if uh, if you had talked to me a month ago, I wouldn't have, or two months ago, I wouldn't have had any uh, semi-auto 22s. Which is but, sacrilege, uh, really, basically. <laughs> yeah. It's especially when you look at how much 22 ammo I've got on yeah. hand. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I've... I, I got a Savage 64 because it was 160 bucks, and that's pretty cheap. <laughs> uh, yeah, they so are that, blowing those things out right now. Well, they've got their A22s that are coming out, uh, which use a rotary mag, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Savage designed those. I mean, the, the 64 is old. It's a super old design. Um, they had them with... Uh, uh, Lakefield before and Cooey and uh, you know Savage is just the one is that's. It, uh, is it called the '64 because it was designed in 1964? Uh, I didn't get that far. There was no Wikipedia page right. on it, uh, so I couldn't see. But maybe it wouldn't surprise me because it is an old gun. I remember, like as a as a kid, looking through the Canadian Tire catalog and mm-hmm. seeing the '64 in there. So it's been. I don't know. Yeah, decades, decades yep. at least. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't. I, I I would consider the design on that one dated. Uh, it's oh, yeah. uh, uh, no bolt hold open uh, like the uh, Marlin seven ninety five has, uh, as well but as then, that then bolt again, release that it has. There again, the ten twenty two doesn't have a bolt open hold open either. So it's an old design too. It is also an old design. Yeah. <laughs> a better old design though. I think the uh the thing of the well, Savage 64 like the, the the one I had was really reliable. I, I was expecting reliability issues because mm-hmm. I read online all oh, the mags are are pretty bad and uh there's all these reliability issues and I didn't have any. It it, it ran flawlessly really? even with that Winchester 555 stuff that's mm-hmm. supposed to and and I've had jams with a bolt action rifle <laughs> with yes. that ammo. Yeah. Uh, but it ran fine. It just it just chewed it up. Nice. Uh, 
Yeah, the uh, the thing I, I really dislike about the Savage 64 is that it's not nearly as accurate as uh, as the other uh, like more modern uh, semi 22s out there. Mm. Uh, yeah, the, you weren't uh, getting some great groups with it, were you? No, the here, I got a piece of paper here. Where is that? Remington 1022 Savage. There you are. I got some really bad vertical stringing, like terrible vertical stringing out that's of it. That's usually ammo related, not gun related. Usually, that's that's your velocity difference. Um, the lower the velocity, the lower the gun will shoot, right? So usually vertical but I used stringing. I on my other guns too, and it was fine. Oh yeah, well maybe there's a funny yeah. barrel whip or harmonic or something going maybe. on. There. Yeah, it could be it could be harmonics or something. Mm. But uh, usually yeah. vertical stringing is a velocity issue. Yes, or like, <laughs> like I check my scope because one of my groups I got was like, like uh, two of the groups are four inches. It's like, what's going really? on here? At fifty? Yeah, at fifty. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a little big, bad. Yeah, and I thought like I felt bad. I'm like, man, I'm just not a good that's, shot. I that's guess like, that's like <laughs> SKS territory, huh? <laughs> at a hundred, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pretty, pretty, uh, so the accuracy wasn't that good. I don't know. So some of the listeners out there might be like, my Savage 64 is accurate, and theirs might be, and, and this might just be something that's, uh, that's wrong with this one. Well, and but, again, uh, right, we, we, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, especially semi auto 22s are very ammo picky. You, sometimes it takes a long time to find out what it likes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I ran some SK match in here, which is expensive ammo, and I got a four point three inch group. <laughs> yeah. No, it definitely doesn't like that stuff. No, no. So yeah, some weirdness with that one. Um, what else did I shoot? I've also got a, a Remington five nine seven heavy barrel, uh, which uh, I think is maybe not as good as some of the other ones out there because the reliability I had on that one was garbage. Oh, oh yeah. my boy! Yeah, so many reliability issues. So be, get, beyond uh, beyond the guide rod springs being too tight. I I don't even see how that's like. Okay, so that the one they weren't tight. Um, uh, yeah. that might cause binding in the bolt if it's yes. coming back. If if those uh, if those bolts in the back there are too tight, they might torque it one way or the other, or, that, or yeah, cause it to bow or something. Yep, that's what happens. So what you'll get is you'll get fails to eject properly because it, the bolt doesn't come back fast enough mm-hmm. and sometimes because the bolt doesn't come back far enough it won't feed the next round so those are typically the two malfunctions you'll see with that if I remember correctly because Trevor has one and he fixed yeah. his malfunction problem by by simply putting those those guide rod screws in properly but what, loose, you were getting some other weird malfunctions too with it weren't you? Yeah and I um, I recorded it with uh, high speed video to kind of see what was going on. Yeah. Uh, I've got straight up failures failures to fire where it wasn't hitting it was it was hitting too far out on the rim. So you know uh, with a rim fire rifle it is like the the primer is in the uh, in the bottom like all along the rim. Yeah. Um but you can't hit it right right on the edge because there's brass there there's <laughs> there's no primer. And it was hitting it too far out outside on the rim, uh, so I'm not sure if that was the bolt wasn't far forward enough or it might be uh, a misshapen firing pin too. Have a look at your firing pin and maybe. see if there's like a chip on it because if there's a yep. slight chip on the one side, then it might not be engaging the primer properly. Yeah, um, so that was one issue, um, and another one that shows up really well on the slow mo is that it just doesn't it doesn't reliably 
fling the cases out. So every once in a while, it'll a case will come back and it'll just start spinning in space, and the bolt will come forward, and you'll get a stovepipe. So oh, yeah. I got uh, throughout the day, I got uh, oh I don't know, I want to say like five stovepipes or something. Um, so there was that. And then, uh, the other issue that I ran across was, uh, it would, sometimes the bolt would hold open when there's still a round left in the magazine. Oh, now, some weird. people told me, yeah, so like I would, I would look at that and say like, oh, maybe the spring in there isn't, uh, powerful enough. And, uh, it's, it's not, you know, the gun thinks that <laughs> the gun thinks it's empty when really it's still got that round left in there. Right. Um, which I don't know if that's here or there. Some other people told me, uh, you can't run the magazines with a full 10 in them. You can only run them with nine and then that'll fix it. Uh, right. I don't know. That shouldn't make any difference. And then I, and then I talked with some people and they said, no, mine's like fully reliable. It never has any issues and it's super accurate. And like, I didn't get fantastic accuracy out of this one either. This is a heavy barrel model. So I was expecting some, you know, better accuracy, but I don't know. I was averaging right around an inch kind of a thing. Uh, so yeah. I might have just gotten a, a, a dud. So maybe uh, maybe it was entirely the rifle. Well, that happens too sometimes, right? Sometimes you just get a gun that's that just doesn't have good. If they don't have good quality control, then sometimes that happens. Yeah. And Remington isn't exactly known for their quality control as of late. So there's yep. that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And then I shot. Uh, I, I I borrowed a, a, a takedown 1022 uh, to throw into the comparison, and it was fully reliable. Um, Love uh, uh, love the uh, magazine release on the 1022. Yep. Uh, this one's got that, uh, uh, I think it's Tactical Solutions uh, magazine release that kind of goes underneath the trigger guard, and yep. you bump them, and they, your magazines fall out all the time. It's got yeah. one of those. <laughs> yeah, those ones are great. <laughs> <laughs> it's very convenient. Like it's, yep. it's super fast to use. Oh, but every yeah. once in a while, you bump it, and you, you lose a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... and you know, like the ten, the basic ten twenty two magazine release is great too. Uh, the Remington five nine sevens mag mag release is fantastic. It's up on the receiver. Just like imagine if you had an AR fifteen, same spot for a magazine release there, and uh, they drop free. So the the mag release I really liked on the five nine seven. I just you know didn't like the reliability and all that kind of stuff with it. Um, I guess. When it comes to ammo, I just shoot whatever. I've got like a bunch of Federal Blue Box that I really like because it's copper washed and very cheap. Um, I've got a Gila, American Eagle, SK, Standard and Match, some CCI. I've got a whole pile of M22 because I got some on sale. So I've got, I don't know. How do you find that? Because I've heard some pretty horrible things about that stuff. In terms of uh, reliability or in terms of Accuracy. Accuracy. Uh, let's see here. 1022 10, loved it. I got oh, yeah? a 0.69 inch group at 50 yards with that. Nice. Nice. Uh, the Remington 597s is not nearly as nice. And you know what? It's the second, no, third tightest with the uh, Savage. All right. Oh, so bad. it's not terrible. So the 1022 really liked it. So oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And it's got a it's got a round uh, nose bullet, so it feeds yep. pretty well. Yeah. Um, like you were mentioning there, that Winchester 555 stuff. Uh, it um, let's see, it ran fine in the Savage, ran fine in the 1022. I had one like I had one jam in the 597 with it where I couldn't blame the 597. It was the, this ammo. It was it might as well have been like a, a completely flat nose. Uh, with full diameter bullet, <laughs> it jammed up there. It's like, what are you gonna do about that? That no, was the exactly. uh, 
I don't know. I don't know if you if if you like examine the your ammo, uh, Matthew. But I find that five 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 stuff. The the I think it's the meat plat, like the the nose of the bullet where it's flat. There, yep. it's all they're all over the place. Some of them it's like oh, it's kind of small. Some of them it's huge. <laughs> yep. Yeah, their their quality control there is not great, which is why it's really cheap ammo. I'm yeah. just really lucky that my 795s will spit it out nicely anyway. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, I've I have one of those. Um, uh, projectile resizers for the 22. I forget uh-huh. what they're called. It's uh, you, you stick it in your just in a regular reloading press, and you put your your 22 shell on it, and it push it shoves the nose into a, a reforming die basically. And you can either give it a really big hollow point, or you can flatten the nose like uh, 10x. Um, and huh. it, uh, I've had like. Not very good luck resizing the 555 bulk pack stuff to get better accuracy out of it, but I have resized other brands of ammo and it does actually improve the accuracy nicely. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I remember because I, I paid extra close attention to the ends of, of the bullets whenever I was using that, and that 555 stuff is not, there's no quality control there whatsoever. <laughs> It just is what it is. Straight out of the machine. Yeah. Just dump it into the copper wash stuff and then jam it into a bullet or into a case and off you go. You want to sort those for weight? Nah, they'll be fine. Sorting? We don't do that here. No. But we make the bullets. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we've we've talked a little bit about this. If If you could build your ideal semi-automatic 22... Um, what kind of what would it look like? What kind of features would it have? What kind of barrel length would it have? Optics or not? Would it have iron sights? What kind of iron sights? Um, Matthew, you, you, why don't you start? All right. So it would start off with a 16 and a half inch barrel because mm-hmm. I'd want it to be able to be sold in the states too. 16 inches is actually the ideal length, in my opinion, for a 22. That's the length at which the powder you, you don't get any extra velocity after you hit 16 inches. So it'd be a 16 inch barrel. It would definitely come with iron sights. It would have a um, a Picatinny or, or Weaver rail built into the receiver. None of this screwing, re- screwing rails on a receiver's crap. I hate that. Um, and I don't want to have those tip-off like rimfire rails because those things are garbage. Um, the uh, 3.8 dovetail. Yeah, the 3.8 dovetail. Yeah, those things are terrible. Uh, yeah. all, of, all of my 795s, I have actually bought the air gun uh, scope bases because they come with a set screw in the bottom that digs into the top of your receiver to stop it from moving because uh, pellet guns actually are really good for for knocking scopes loose so they put in these these set screws so I have all of my my uh, rimfire or semi-auto rimfires have uh, have these air gun scope rails but yeah no into it have a regular uh, Picatinny rail it would have Marlin's micro groove rifling because I really like that it would it would have the contour of the 795 barrel so sort of halfway between a bull barrel and, and a sporter barrel you don't really need that in a 1022 or in a in a 22 because they don't really get hot enough but I like that added stiffness. You want to get, you want to make your barrel nice and stiff, but it doesn't need to be a full bull barrel. You don't you just don't need to carry that extra weight around. It have a thumb hole stock because I really like thumb hole stocks, and the safety would definitely be in front of the trigger guard. And I really like the idea of having the seven nine or the five nine seven style trigger. It's got a really nice trigger mechanism. Really simple, really easy to work on, and it's um, it it. It's really light and precise too. The, the the one Trevor has anyway. So, 
I, I'd basically take all of the features of the 795, but put the safety in the right spot, shorten the barrel, and put the 597 trigger in it, <laughs> and then put a, a proper rail on top. That's Sweet. that. I would think that would be my ideal, and and I I really like the idea of having the iron sights on there as well with quick release scope rings. You can just pop off your scope and go irons if you want to. Now, for the irons, would you do like a traditional blade? Would it yes. be right in the middle? Yeah, blade? I, I've, yep, I would do traditional. I've shot peep sights through twenty two before, and peep sights are more accurate. They really are. I've I've experimented with both to see what I can shoot better, and I do shoot peep sights better. But here's the thing. I like shooting my twenty twos at extended distances. I'm talking out three, four, five hundred meters. And with a peep sight, you can't really do Kentucky windage and still see your target. You have to actually aim over your target and you can no longer see your target. Well, I've developed my own personal technique of Kentucky windage where I put the blade of the front target or of the front sight on my target and I just drop the rear of the rifle and I sometimes am able to use the reflection in the barrel to line up the rear notch it's sort of it's kind of hard to explain but you can try it sometimes you might see what i mean and even if i can't that my peripheral vision will allow me to center that nicely and so i'm instead of actually aiming over the target i still look at it and i just know how far to drop the rear sight and you can't do that with a peep sight you you can only do that with a, a blade and notch so i prefer the blade and notch but that's just personal preference Kelly, what, uh, how would you build your ideal 22? Well, I pretty much have built my ideal 22, but um, I look at other people's too. Like uh, I know that Rick um, Kedebeck has a really nice one. His it has a Hoag stock on it and a Delask carbon wrap um, barrel, and it is sweet. It's super accurate too. Um, if I so was, w- the- would you add the feature of last shot bolt hold open on your twenty two if you could? Sorry. Would you would you imp- or would you include the last shot bolt hold open feature if you could? I, I would actually. Yeah. I, I really I really would. I think that's really the ten twenty two's only flaw these days. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, th- like you guys have been saying, they have really tightened up their tooling and they have gotten some good barrels on those things recently because they are starting to sh- really shoot nicely. They are. Um, if th- yep. that's the and I love the rotary mags. The ten round rotary mags are amazing. Yep. They feed so well and, and they flush. don't. Yes, they don't stick out the bottom of the guns. They don't jam you in the back when you put your rifle over your shoulder when you're hopping a fence or something. So, yeah. Yep. I just I love mine, but if I I would, yeah, getting a nice you know a Delask barrel that's a bull barrel that's uh, wrapped. It's yeah. Yeah, you or, get the stiffness of the bull barrel, but you get no, the lightweightness of because that's a word, lightweightness of, of yep. the carbon fiber. <laughs> it is a word. <laughs> it is it's um, a word now. Yeah, so I really like his. I like every. I yeah, it's getting really bad where I <laughs> I tend to like certain features of different peoples, or I I covet everyone's guns. I like everybody's. <laughs> yeah. So, but the reality is, a ten twenty two is you. You can. There's so many different parts there, aftermarket yeah. parts, that you can change it up and build it as much. So, th- like everything that I could do to my 1022 has been done to it. Nice. Basically, so I love mine. Um, 
I love the fact that it does have a scope on it. I like scopes. I'm old. Uh, Trevor would agree with that. I'm old. I need a <laughs> scope, right? Uh, and I also like the fact that you can get the extended mag release. You can do one of the bad things about a factory um, 10.22 is the bolt, right? Yep. It's awful. Have a new shooter try and work that out. Like it's we actually ridiculous. Ha- yeah, we had people who were experienced shooters, and they're going, "Can you come over here and show us on the belt release, please?" Yeah. Anyways, so have you have you upgraded to the auto bolt on yours? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh good, 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 good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and yeah, that's the one thing that I would recommend everybody do. Yes, that um, and a Volkhorst and extractor are my two exactly. number one recommendations. Yeah. Yeah. So if you could do that, and if you do, I like my um, meg release as well it is the paddle one that is at yep. the front and it just you f- you flip it and your magazines drop straight out of it so yep. as i said i've built it or we've built it so that it's you know my ultimate 1022 right now well maybe almost. yeah almost. almost i you know it's always <laughs> nice you can always see other people's guns and you're going that's right that's nice I would like that. Like, I would like a Volkartsen. Like, yeah. I, I would covet, you know, it's, but it's $2,000. But then again, when you look at the rifle that I have, it's probably got $2,000 worth of Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's $2,000 anyways, right? Yep. It's just, do you want, do you spend 100 at a time or do you spend all 2000 at once? That's sort Correct. of. Correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But as I said, I, I've seen a lot of different. Um, particularly 1022s because that's the most popular on the line and like on the line, certain, yeah, on the well, <laughs> on, no, on when the you're line. on the line when you're on, you know, yeah. the apple seed or maple seed yeah, or yeah. whatever. Oh, okay, gotcha. Well, I thought you were saying like online, like no, <laughs> you're, just, on you're just putting the in everything these days just to irritate Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> the line or yeah. on the web or on oh, no. the interwebs. On, the interwebs. <laughs> so when you see them on the line, we're going. I'm. I, I. look at them and I'm going. Oh, that's cool. I'd like to have that. But yeah, no. But I think I've actually. I'm good with what I have. That's it's, good. It's. It fits me. It works. It's perfect. What about you, Adriel? What, what's your ideal twenty-two? Hmm. I'm gonna go a little bit different than yours. I'm gonna go with something uh, where the stock is. Uh, has got a comb made for a scope, right? So it's not, um, you know. I always find with uh, with twenty twos, uh, there's there's ones that are made for iron sights, mm-hmm. there yep. are ones that are made for scopes, yep. and trying to do the wrong one with the the wrong it's stock ridiculous. is ridiculous. Uh, well, the yeah. worst the worst example ever was that FBSR I got that Savage Mark II. It doesn't yeah. even come with iron sights, and it had the the biggest drop on a 22 scope oh, yeah. uh, stock I've ever seen. Like I was, I, I could hardly even get a chin weld. I had to like, t- <laughs> it was ridiculous. So yeah, 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 no. So you're definitely scoping out yours then. No irons oh, yeah. for you. Yeah, no irons. Full like straight over to the scope yep. with a, a a high comb on the stock so mm-hmm. that you pr- you get a proper <laughs> cheek weld. A proper weld. cheek weld. Cheek yeah. weld. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, you know. Um, that's what I see a lot with 17 HMRs. The more mm-hmm. inexpensive yeah. 17 HMRs come with iron sights. And it's like, why? What's the point? There's no I'll point in 17. with iron sights. Yeah. I'm not going to shoot well, a 17 do. HMR with iron sights. Exactly. Yeah. So even with my 22, I'd have something that's made for a scope. Uh, I would uh, I would definitely like to uh, to have a receiver that's got the uh, 
uh, pick rail machined into the top. Yes, yeah, if definitely. not, like drilled and tapped for standard bases out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just not the dovetail. <laughs> well, this is your ideal, right? So you can just go ahead and say machined into the receiver. Because <laughs> be, Matthew, it'll be so expensive if I do that. <laughs> Even on my dream rifle. <laughs> I got to be price conscious here. Uh, yeah, so no, I, either, either or. <laughs> uh, let's see. Probably like a standard plastic stock. Uh, just because I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat the heck out of it, so yeah. it might as well not look nice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if I had to, if I had to have a nice looking one, it would have to have one of those Boyd stocks on there. Either the, uh, oh, let's see, I had the extreme one. Uh, that was that thumbhole stock one. I didn't like yeah. like the grip, and I don't really like. I, you know, after shooting thumbhole stocks, I don't really like thumbhole stocks. No, nope. yeah, I don't no. like them either, and I also don't like the cheek weld as well on them. I like them. I, I, I my, my gripe with them is that they're not left hand friendly most of the time. True, because they're and, they're beveled. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, to use your thumb, like let's say, let's look at that Savage. Uh, yeah. So I've got a Savage BT. Yes, it's got a thumbhole stock, and it's got a safety up on the receiver on, on the right the, hand side. Yeah, on the wrong side. So, yeah. am I supposed to use my thumb? Well, you can't because it's in the thumbhole stock. That's so, I end right. up using my index right finger, which is stupid. Well, if Just you're going to have a thumbhole stock, you got to have the safety in front of the trigger guard where it mm-hmm. belongs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mine's not going to have a thumbhole stock, though. It's just no. going to have a standard stock, and it's going to have. That's it. That's going to have. Gonna I have know. Nothing. He, he just I would gone. Do. Can't oh, have a ta- I'll have. I'll have a tank safety. Tang safety? Up. Really? Yeah. Oh. Because uh, uh, my thumb is up there anyways, and uh, okay. my trigger, like my, I'm, I don't have to move my index finger whatsoever. Right. It's not. It won't. It wouldn't work on a twenty-two. But this is my imaginary yeah. twenty-two. You can. You can make that work on a twenty-two. Come on. <laughs> That's not impossible to get done. You can do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for mags, probably I'd probably use the Ruger ten twenty-two mags. They're Those uh, are great they're, mags. Yeah. yeah. And they don't have the nonsense of uh, being able to not fit in that 10th round or, or whatnot. Yep. Ah, you know? What? Mm, well, we're in Canada, so the 1022 mags would be limited to 10, so maybe some other mag that allows you to run the 25 round mag. Well, that is the nice thing about the 795 still, is I can still get the the, the 25 round mags for it, so mm-hmm. I do still have a couple of those, so that is the one nice thing. I don't have to worry about the bull crap that the RCMP is coming up with these days, so at least until yeah. they come up with a pistol version of the 795, which they better <laughs> not do. <laughs> yeah. So what would your ideal scopes be for 22s? Mm, probably like a 2 to 7. A yeah. 2 to 7. Or like that's, a 3 to 9. That's my ideal, too. I, I really yeah. like a 2 to 7. It's a perfect range, yeah. in my opinion. It's yeah, close enough for those close that, shots, but it's, it's also you can 7 power is long enough to get out to... Well, I mean, I've shot quite a distance with them, so... Seven well, and with, with gophers, um, it's handy to have a little bit more magnification so you can kind of see yep. what they're doing. Yep. Uh, with Without enough magnification, it can be kind of hard. And <laughs> you see a lot, of, a lot of like horse crap in the field that looks like yeah. a gopher. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I shot at a few of those last year, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're not really supposed to shoot at what you don't know, but like that's yeah. like... Well, it's a gopher. gopher. It's a gopher-looking yeah. object out in the field. It's probably safe to shoot. And if it ends up being horse crap, well, that didn't hurt nothing, now did it? (laughs) No, just extra target practice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'd run a a 2-7 or a 3-9, probably, um, I don't know if it would be necessary, but adjustable parallax. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. That is definitely necessary. 
because you're shooting a lot of uh, a lot of the center fire a lot of the the really nice quality scopes out there have fixed parallax and that parallax is usually fixed at like 125 yeah 125 yards um And you're with a 22, you're sh- typically shooting, you know, 25, maybe 50 yards. Kind of if it's a if it's a dedicated rimfire scope, it's usually parallax set to 50. If it's not 50. adjustable, yep, yeah. But but the I, dedicated uh, rimfire scopes are like there's not really a lot of good ones. No, there are a lot of really good centerfire de- uh, um, scopes. Yeah. So it'd well, be one nice of my one. favorite rimfire scopes right now is that Bushnell AR22. Yeah. I and really, what's that? Really like is that one fixed or is it? Uh, no, it's adjustable? a two to seven, two to seven with adjustable parallax with uh, target turrets, and the target ah. turrets are stiff enough that you don't accidentally bump them whenever it's just in the gun case. Like they're exposed. That's the one downside to it that I don't like. I would rather them be under a cover, but they don't bump easily, and they're they're zero resettable. So you can you set them up where you want them, then you can pull the turret off and set it at zero. So even if it does get bumped, a quick glance up and you can reset them both to zero, and you're good again. But um, but yeah, adjustable parallax and two to seven, and it has a BDC bullet drop compensator, and it mm. is almost dead on with my ammo. So zero at fifty, and then each notch out is another twenty five yards, I think, and it goes all the way out to one twenty five or one fifty, something like that. Sweet, yeah, one of those. Yep, <laughs> definitely, and it's not super long either. It's sort of a like not quite a compact scope, but not a full length either. So it looks really good on a twenty two as well, because twenty twos aren't typically very long guns, so. I don't like yeah. seeing full size scopes on them because they look kind of ungainly, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. And yeah, I'd probably run a, a pretty short barrel as well because yeah. I like the uh, I like shorter barrels on a twenty two. I just I don't see the point in in having like an enormous barrel. Well, back in the day when they were running just irons, it made sense to lengthen the barrel because you get a longer uh, radius. Yeah, longer sight radius. sight radius. But everybody yeah. running scopes these days, you know, you you just don't need it. Well, I had one of those. Uh, super short, the Savage Mark IIs, but it was like a 13-inch barrel, and it mm-hmm. had the original, like just regular iron sight, so, you know, halfway down the barrel, and then on the barrel on the muzzle, and so the sight radius was like 8 inches, not even. Like, it was ridiculously short, but I was still able to hit rocks out at two, 300 yards within a couple of shots with it, so even still, a, a short sight radius doesn't necessarily mean you're super limited. It's just not going to be great for extreme target shooting. Yeah. Yep. All right. What do we think? Have we, uh, have we killed this topic? I think so. I think Pretty much. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right. Why don't we go on to uh, listener feedback? Cool. Uh, Matthew, do you want to take the first one from Jordan? Of course. I'm in the middle of a text, so why not? I'll just pull this back up here. Ah, from Jordan. He says, hey, guys. Just a quick update or correction on the NEA-102. Yes, I know. I'm sorry. I got this totally wrong last week. It's an AR-10 type non-restricted semi-auto chambered in 308, not 223 or 556. I'm sure you've already already been updated by someone else. Yeah, I updated myself. As soon as I was done the show, I went and looked into it because uh, Owen was asking me about it and he wanted some more info on it. But um, yeah, that's, it's an AR-10 type gun and i totally should have known that but i didn't so i apologize for screwing that up last week uh he finishes off with i love the show and look forward to new episodes every week so thank you jordan for the update and the fix and the correction yep and those any to eight uh 102s are all all sold out of course (laughs) of course they are yeah they were sold out within a few hours yeah that's what i heard anyways it's a well fantastic price for a set like none oh absolutely yeah yeah. 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 Uh Kelly, did you want to take this one from Liz? Okay, from Liz the Green Gunny. She says, 
My husband made me listen, but now I'm hooked. I look forward every week uh, now and have to tell him when the new episode is posted. On another note, I hear you talking about Gannon Sports uh, having a new indoor range. Uh, my son asked when he went in and found out they're getting rid of the air zone um, that was in the back of Gannon and putting in putting the range there. Uh, don't know the full logistics of the setup. Just a, a tidbit of info. Keep up the entertainment. Don't ever change. Thanks, Liz, the Green Gunny. So that was that was one. So we got one right. wife sending sending in an email saying that she listens to us because right. her husband. So that we got one. So we asked for we wanted more. <laughs> we got one. So Liz, you win. <laughs> You're the winner. She is um, the winner. And the rest of y'all, come on. Type us an email. Tell us that your husband makes you listen and that you love us so much and that Trevor's funny looking. <laughs> and Matthew's good looking. Of course I am. My <laughs> mother tells me. So We've I know all it's got true. faces for radio. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Well, if you want to send the show an email, send it over to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Did you hear that, wives? That's slamfireradio at gmail.com. <laughs> Hey, why isn't yeah. your wife sending us an email? Because everybody knows that she doesn't listen either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, there's no new iTunes reviews this week, but if you want to leave us nope. an iTunes review, check us out on uh, iTunes or even on uh, whatever Android version you use. Some of them have uh, rating systems built into it, so go ahead and leave us a, a rating there. Uh, we've got 152 five-star ratings so far, 119 in Canada, 30 in the U.S., one Australian, one from the U.K., one Lithuanian, and one Belgium. And uh, thanks uh, very much to everyone who's already read, uh, rated us. Uh, Shout-outs, anyone? Yeah, I got one. It's to the Rodden, uh, Napity Rod Gun Club for putting on an amazing event, and the ladies loved it. And to the ladies who made the pie, I they like were pie. delicious. Oh, I my like God, pie. they were good. I want some pie. <gasps> Was there blueberry pie? There was blueberry pie. Oh my goodness, I'm going to There die. was there was also cheesecake pie. Oh, and then you got to put homemade blueberry man. sauce on it. What? The? And then and they had coconut cream pie and they oh, had no, lemon gonna... meringue pie and then they had oh, apple pie. Oh. And they had chocolate pie. I'm going out for pie now. I want some pie. It was good. I like pie. It was good. Pie. They also had brownies. Pie. <laughs> <laughs> they also had brownies. Oh. It was awesome. Who else has shout-outs? Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, one to Jason S. for uh, coming out to the range with me and having a good time shooting 22s. And one to Mark P. for, uh, yeah, going out for dinner and that kind of thing. It's and good. for the corn. And <laughs> no <laughs> the corn, corn yet. No and corn. also Mark P. from me, but the other Mark P. for lending me his rifle to make the review on. So that's Sweet. Mark Price, not Mark P. with the awesome corn. Yes. And steak. And steak. I guess the steak was all right, but the oh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Patreon supporters, uh, we don't have any new ones, but we have how many do we? Have, how many are we even up to right now? I can't count past six, so it's lots. Oh, it's way past there. Oh yeah. Well, if we pull open the other note there, we'd build it. Sixty-six. Sixty-six. Sixty-six patrons. That's amazing. Yeah. You guys are awesome. Yeah. And we're gonna yeah. put out another yeah. Patreon show soon. Soon as Rob gets off his butt and wakes up in time down in Australia to have a show with us, it's basically his fault right now. All he has to do is wake up at three in the morning, and we're that, good to go. Like whatever. I mean, come on. How hard can it possibly be? Apparently, for the four of us, pretty hard. Pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, that's that was a mistake. 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh, yeah, if, if you go to uh, either our website, slamfireradio.com, or to Patreon, at, uh, our Patreon page is patreon.com slash slamfireradio. Uh, we've got an area there where people can help support the show, and we can do fun stuff like uh, upgrade Matthew's computer so he's able to edit shows faster. Yay! I or... can't wait. <laughs> it's pretty quick. I've just oh. been installing some of the uh, uh, recording software we use here on it nice. as we've been recording, and it's it's quick. Oh, it's got I, can, some... oh I can't Amazing. wait. This thing is such a dinosaur right now. It's amazing how quickly computers go to crap, huh? How long yeah. have you had it? I don't know, uh, five years? Wow. Probably it longer. It is a dinosaur. Probably longer. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's yeah. Five years. Yeah. But anyway. Yep. Uh, yeah, so if you go there, we can uh, you can help support the show there, and we've got uh, special Patreon-only uh, episodes that you can listen into. And you uh, also get you patches and stickers. Yes, you do also get patches the, stickers. Do it for the stickers. Yeah, I've got another batch sitting on my... Uh, a patch Sitting batch? Coffee table. No, a patch batch. A patch yep. batch, a batch of patches. <laughs> uh, what is this? It looks like about 10 or 12 here. So if you haven't gotten your patch in the mail, it's going to be in the mail today. Yep. Sweet. Sweet. Uh, any uh, any last? Oh, wait a minute. we got some more here. I just need to scroll down. <laughs> uh, please join one or more of our national firearms associations, such as the CCFR or the CSSA. It's important to support them and make sure that they're uh, uh, keeping our rights in mind. Uh, get out and shoot some IPSC. Take take a maple seed challenge. Shoot some three-gun. Bust some sporting clays. Go out and uh, blast a gopher in the face. Oh, or, yeah. i got to uh, do shoot that some... again. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm going to ship my 795 out, I think, man. Yeah. I think so. I think it makes sense to do that. It might, yeah. yeah. If you want to like really kill them in in yeah, bulk, semi twenty two can be the way to go. Because you have you have that five 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 stuff out there, right? I got a pile of it. Yeah. <coughs> Beauty. Yep. Yeah. All right. It'll shoot it. <laughs> It'll shoot it. <laughs> That'll kill face. a gopher. <laughs> yeah. Check us out on uh, Gun Owners of Canada. It's a forum that you can go to. We've got a thread over there where we post our shows, and like us on Facebook. We're at 1,678 <laughs> likes. <laughs> Just one last, one last little one there. Yes. Uh, and uh, and Facebook's also where you get some of our other content, like, uh, you know, Matthew just posted uh, uh, a grouping that he got with his uh, uh, three-odd-three three uh, rifle three. there. Yep. 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 So. <laughs> Tree-odd-tree. And he posted a picture Your of tree his, tree. his rifle, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. All right. All right. So is that let's it? cap this thing off. Yeah, yeah I think we're done. It's awkward, right. so let's. Okay. Is it, it's awkward, is so it? we're done. That's is it awkward, is it awkward yet awkward? though? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It has to get like real awkward first. Well, yeah. that's usually Trevor's department. Oh, and he's not here, so. <laughs> well, that that was awkward. Yeah. Oh. We'll just have to put in a suboptimal effort. Yeah, that wasn't. That won't be hard. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm not putting in much of an effort as it is. <laughs> <laughs> So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun. Oh, there we go. That'll be it then. The awkward pause. That's where we end. <laughs> All right, so are we uh, are we waiting for anything sp- particular? Like that, like that, just like that.
Glad I got that recorded. You recording? Yeah. You recording, Matthew? Yeah. Yep. Right. Cool. Everything, everything is. Hello good. and welcome. Oh to my goodness! I'm in the middle of. I wasn't even finished radio. talking, and you're like flying away. <laughs> Here we go. Now, try. What are we? Two eleven this week? Yeah, two eleven. I hear a lot of crackling. Do you? Who is it? And, it? and it's not my chest. 